All right, lead heads, welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 202, and you can hear somebody back there jacking around with stuff in the background. That would be our guest today, J.J. Hayes. Welcome in. Thank you. Glad to be here. Do all outdoors. Mm-hmm. You guys heard J.J. a few episodes back um, during our NRA coverage. Uh, J.J., uh, did we have somebody else with you? Did Sodini? Was yeah. It? Yeah, Mike. Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike Sodini uh, co-hosted yeah, that episode. He did. Did a fine job, I might add. He did. I mean, he might be coming up with a second career. I don't know. He could. He's like good. He, he's a good DJ. I know that. Like he needs one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys uh, heard a few episodes back, uh, JJ and I and uh, CG3G and Andrew went out and we did some uh, prototype testing on some targets that mm-hmm. uh, do all's been. Mm-hmm contemplating so yeah. um jj came up again today and we did a little bit more we did we have some targets scheduled to come out shot show 2018 and uh you know just like everything we make it needs some thorough testing so i always like to call my buddy marty to throw some lead at some targets and give him the okay so we, we did right. a little bit of that and we want to thank uh leadhead cuz for uh, letting us use his range today yes uh very nice range we're super appreciative um and i can't wait to go back yeah it's a great great spot for us it's quick to get to for one yes but it's uh, got the distance and everything else we need to it does shoot anything we Mm -hmm. damn want to out there that's a fact and we got to shoot at least i got to shoot for my first time a 22 mag you got to shoot the the keltec pmr 30 yeah the semi-auto um 22 mag handgun yeah that was pretty awesome wasn't it pretty impressive sucker's loud though isn't it very loud (laughs) wasn't expecting that yeah i didn't have my you know my earmuffs on when i first shot it because i didn't expect it to be that well we were shooting just a regular 22 before that right and everybody you know you don't wear we don't wear ears for that (laughs) no 22 right yeah Mm -hmm. so then we pull out the the 22 mag and uh it sounded more like an ar going off yeah yeah for sure very 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 cool firearm um i'm gonna uh, have to pick one up the targets that we were shooting were taking it like a champ absolutely yeah absolutely we um have a ton of 22 targets so um we kind of the industry leader in that category you know the backyard plinkers and what have you and We've even got some upper echelon twenty two targets. So you guys got all kinds of targets. Um, we do. We got we got it all covered. We've been doing a little bit of the, the self healing, self healing seal. Seal. We our trademark terminology is impact seal. Impact seal. Okay. It's it's, it's you know the generic term is self healing material. It's a it's a polymer, but right. We we own the. Tra- now are they trademark. all orange? Or do you do different colors? Well, on actually, they um, originally they were red. Yeah. And we came out with orange um, about four years ago. Um, have played with some other colors. You know, we do. Did some, you say it was because of the balls? It yes. It's heavily Tennessee um, balls. Heavily rated to the balls. Um, we do some private label stuff for some big retailers. Right. Um, we do some stuff for Cabela's, and you know their mm-hmm. color is yellow. We do some private label stuff for Bass Pro. There's is red, and so on and so on. So we can pretty much make it available in any color um, dude you gotta do a red white and blue one it's hard to do three, it's hard to do three colors man you can't look, just swirl it i would love to we could probably swirl it yes yeah i'd swirl it swirl look good do a july 4th launch hell yeah okay let's look for at july that fourth okay yeah, it's coming up all right yeah i'll see if we can do that that'd be pretty special cool special run yeah limited yeah. run special, that's right yeah. okay so um hmm. we're gonna get more 
uh, on the targets with JJ, but I want to go ahead and talk to you guys about our contest that we're having, the 200th episode celebration, and we kicked that off last episode, episode 201, and uh, we're giving away a tactical squirrel box. It was a maze edition of that box, and I told you everything that was going to be in that, and the question was, uh, who was the NASCAR driver that we sponsored, and what was the number of his truck in the uh, Camping World Series? And we got several, several, several people answered that. I had a couple had the wrong answer, but most everybody had the right answer. And uh, we randomly went through and picked the winner. And drum roll, please. The winner of the Tactical Squirrel box is going to be Dustin Warren. Dustin. Dustin, congratulations. Clay Greenfield, number 68 the correct answer had a couple of uh we had a couple of people say ryan newman we never did sponsor ryan newman but we did support their uh organization the rescue ranch for uh, rescuing animals and and whatnot but uh clay greenfield number 68 was the right answer and uh, darren if you're listening i hadn't gotten in touch with you yet get in touch with us and uh, we'll make sure we get you that uh, tactical squirrel box uh you gotta post pictures of it though bro now Back to the Do All Outdoors targets, which just so happens to be our next giveaway. That's right. JJ has uh, so generously put up several of their targets, and uh, right off the bat, you're going to get a discount to, to you, Leadhead. So you're going to go to their website, Do All Outdoors, and use the little Leadhead discount code and get how much? 20% off? 20% off your purchase. Mm-hmm. And then for our contest, what we're going to do is... We're going to give some stuff away. Right. We're going to give some self-healing targets away, some of our ground bouncers. Um, a paddle wheel was one of the items. A jack leg is another one. And the jack ring. leg. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you come up with that name? We just, you know, pick them out of the air. It's just whatever well, sticks. No, huh? no, it looks like a jack, like yeah. a steel jack, you okay. know, like when you were a kid. Right. Yeah. So, but it's impact seal. So it's nice. pretty cool. And we're going to give a hat away, so... There you go, guys. Two ground bouncers and a hat for the contest. Two ground bouncers and a hat. All right, so this is going to be a real easy one for you guys. So I want a lot of participation on this. And again, you're going to email the answers to me, and uh, it's talkingled at gmail.com. So the question is, Jonathan... How long has Do All Outdoors been in business? There you go. Pretty simple. Simple as that. Simple stuff. The giveaway, again, is two ground bouncers and a cool do-all hat, which I believe there's a picture of uh, the hat on our website yeah. and our Facebook page. I think I've got one on our Instagram page wearing it right as on. well. Yeah. It's very cool. So uh, so you guys um, take part. Email that to uh, talkinglet at gmail.com. So in the subject heading, put DAO for do-all outdoors, DAO 200 answer in the subject. So I'll know real quickly. Mm-hmm what to look for and then we're gonna we're gonna announce the winner in the next episode so there you go guys awesome thanks jj appreciate that glad to be here as always we're gonna do it again real soon we'll be back out with more targets and we'll we'll throw some lead at those and um keep this keep this um keep this train rolling moving forward hell yeah and speaking of train i think i hear the jack wagon train rolling in Hey, Ralph, Simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so the Jack Wagon train has stationed, and J.J. has left the building. 
he uh, he had a tea time. So he's a jack wagon for scheduling a tea time uh, <laughs> during his interview. <laughs> so so we've uh, we've called in reinforcements, and we've got our good buddy Andrew on. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Not much, man. You missed a good little uh, test shoot seg- uh, segment that uh, uh, JJ and I did. Yeah, unfortunately, I had some work to do. But uh, well, you know, hey, some I people. It, but uh, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Some people have to work for a living, I guess. You know, occasionally. <laughs> so, uh, you got to go the first time. So you didn't really miss out on much. We only had one or two targets, and uh, we broke it. But anyway, let's do this jack wagon training. So JJ wanted to make sure I threw threw this person on, and I'm sure most of you lead heads are aware of the uh, was her name Kathy Griffin, uh, who had the uh, severed head of Donald Trump. It was a fake head, obviously, but she was like holding it up ISIS style. Um, there was a video associated with it too. I haven't seen the video. Supposedly there's some audio with it too. And I haven't heard that, but, uh, just the mere fact of what she was doing and what she was conveying with that picture, uh, you know, it was, it was completely uncalled for. Uh, I mean, they're, she's calling it freedom of speech or first amendment, right? Going to bat, that comedian should be able to say and do anything that they want to just because they're comedians. Uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think that she's getting everything that she deserves. For one, she's been fired from CNN. Uh, she had uh, gigs around the country booked, and all those, I think, have been canceled. She had a, uh, I don't know, some sort of a sponsorship or something with... Uh, some know. kind of endorsement or something? Yeah, some kind of endorsement deal with Squatty Potty. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's that thing from uh, Shark Tank. Yeah, I don't know. Helps, helps you drop a deuce, Marty. You should get one. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, me neither. I'm pretty damn regular. <laughs> but, yeah, Squatty Potty and you know, all kinds of other stuff. And she's blaming she's blaming Trump and Trump's family uh, for all of this. She's not taking responsibility and blaming herself. I mean, even though she's come out and apologized and said it was wrong that she did it and she had it to do over again, she wouldn't do it. But... Uh, you know, in her little press statement that she had, she still said she's still going to, you know, go after Trump and do this and do that. And, I mean, first off, I don't even know who this lady is to begin with. I don't know what her claim to fame is, why, you know, she has this celebrity status, apparently. She's not funny. You know, she she wasn't funny at all to me. She seems to be more of a um, an activist, a political activist than anything. Uh, yeah, she had some, she, I mean, she's a stand-up comedian. She's been around a long time. She had some shitty reality show on TV at some point, and basically she's this ugly, gnarly, angry, redheaded chick. I mean, that's 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 the bottom right. line. She's just mad at the world because she was born ugly, I guess. And, I guess so, and untalented, but, uh, obviously. But yeah. I mean, that's her whole thing. I think you know this is a big uh, stunt put on by her to try to grasp and hold on to some sort of relevancy, I guess, for her career because apparently she's not had a career for a while. And uh, I just hate the all the attention that she's getting from this anyway, you know? Uh, yeah. I hate that we're even talking about her, but uh, obviously her, you know, her motive, she had a motive, an agenda. That's kind of, I think she's accomplishing that by getting all this coverage, unfortunately. But I think there's been some backlash on her, you know, her risk taking on this. Obviously, you know, you take a big risk, you're, you're wanting a big payoff. So I think her big payoff was she was expecting this to boost her credibility and status among you know her her liberal uh, circles that she's in or whatever and her political activism and it's actually backfired on her where she's gotten fired and all these uh, people have uh, isolated 
and and basically moved away away from her. Even some of the other comedians like Adam Carolla, Joe Rogan, um, Dan Aykroyd, you know, are kind of condemning her on this. But then, of course, you got the other. There's some other jack wagons that are you know standing up for like you were telling me. You know, Alec Baldwin, of course. And like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if Alec Baldwin's in your corner, you know you're you know you're on the wrong side. Yeah, you know right it's there. a losing battle right there. You know you're just wrong. Uh, Jim yeah. Carrey, I think, was somewhat kind of uh, taken in, but he, I mean, he's just a hey, jack he's a wagon anyway. No one gives a shit. Yeah, he's a bonehead. Um, <laughs> even um, oh, what's his name? The black comedian guy um, that was in Django. Fox, what's his name? Oh, Jamie. Well, yeah, yeah, he's a liberal too. Well, no, he was actually saying, you know, she went across the line. She went too far. Oh, did he? I yeah. was surprised by that. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the Secret Service, whenever there's a threat against the, a president or a perceived threat, they have to investigate that, you know? So oh, yeah. she's just making it all out to be like her mistake is Trump coming after her and ruining her life and his kids. I mean, she even. Um, there was something that was stated in that press conference that uh, in one of her stand-up acts, she was even even going after Trump's 10-year-old kid. What's his name? Um, Barron. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, yeah. You know, she wasn't apologizing for that. I mean, you don't go after kids as a comedian. Yeah. I mean, especially 10-year-old kids. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, one, one thing I think is funny is, you know, the, these, these liberals and Comedians, or whatever they're all—they're so quick to talk about their First Amendment rights, you know. Right. Oh, I have the First Amendment right to hold up a, you know, uh, an effigy of Trump's decapitated head. You know, that—that's my right. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But you know, say say a Christian group comes up and says they don't support gay marriage. Yeah. You know, these same liberals jump up. Oh, that's hate. That's a hate crime. That's hate. Oh, and what do they do? Hate. Then they jump on and they start boycotting. They get everybody to boycott yeah. that business. Which you know, but, I don't. But what's up with? So uh, uh, holding a severed head is not a hate crime, right? Even if it that wasn't, even if it wasn't the president, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a citizen of the United States holding up another citizen of the, of the United States, you know, ISIS style, mimicking a you know a beheading. Oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. and that's not way, even way over the line. They're calling it art now. I mean, she's trying to you know, backpedal and say it's art and it's not not comedy. She wasn't you know. I don't you know. know like I said, like I said, they're always about that double standard. The yeah. First Amendment is a big deal when it's when it's them, but nobody else has the First Amendment right. Only liberals have the First Amendment right. Nobody right. else does. Only when it serves their purpose, you know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not for calling for somebody to be fired over exercising the First Amendment right. Yeah, I think she has a right to to do and say whatever the you know hell she wants to. But yeah. there's going to be consequences for that, and she's suffering the consequences right now, and she's getting you know everything and. Probably not as much as she probably deserves. What's going to suck about this, uh, Andrew, is that, you know, another, you know, couple of months from now is all these people that follow her, you know, that are, that are getting behind her. She's going to do like a, a big Carnegie Hall thing or something, going to sell out and make, you know, tons and tons of money over this bullshit. Oh, yeah. I would imagine so, some bullshit like that will happen. But I'm not, you know, I'm not for boycotting people or, you know, businesses or anything like that. I mean, I think these people made the right decision, CNN. I mean, it was a business decision, obviously. Oh, yeah, uh, for know, sure. It, it really had nothing to do with, you know, what she did because, you know, CNN is not for Trump at all. Yeah. Um, but it was more of a business decision where these uh, sponsors were probably, you know, saying, hey, we're going to pull out um, for stuff that you got that wacko associated with. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so... Um, I think, you know, our dollars speak louder than anything. So, I mean, if you don't agree with somebody and what they do or a company, then, uh, you know, don't support them. Uh, no, absolutely. That's, you know, that's the best way to, to show your disapproval. But, you know, I'm not for going out and doing a, a mass, um, 
what is it, a mob mentality, you know, boycott kind of thing, you know, for companies. Just like Springfield, you know, Springfield and um, <laughs> and Rock oh, yeah. River Arms, you know, when they uh, got busted a while back about um, supporting the, what was that? That whole oh, they were just trying to trying to cover their asses in Illinois. Yeah, in Illinois, I mean, we talked about it. And actually, we're going to talk about it a little bit on a couple of the episodes that I'm going to be releasing for the NRA here uh, in conjunction with this. Um, but, you know, they came back out and they apologized and they're trying to make amends. And, uh, you know, whether you believe it's sincere, felt apology and that they actually, you know, all that was a, a mistake in them, you know, supporting some of the, uh, uh, the gun banning laws there in Illinois just so they could get immunity. Uh, you know, that that's up to you to believe that. And if you wanted to boycott them, then, then that was your call. Uh, I think they're going to come out okay in the end, you know, them too. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, well, <laughs> welcome to the Jack Wagon Train, uh, Kathy Griffin. Uh, I, I don't, I am, I am actually going to say this. I'm not going to ever have her on this show again. I'm not going to mention her because she doesn't deserve the attention that she's gotten from this. And um, if it wasn't for JJ, I probably wouldn't even have mentioned her to begin with. But. Yeah, she can suck it. Yeah, <laughs> she can suck it. So you, <laughs> you got a you got a jack wagon. Who's your jack wagon this week? Man, I you know I, I thought about this and I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's a little too soon. But I feel like somebody's just got to call. <laughs> you ever have to ask? Is it too soon? It probably is. <laughs> I know, but you know, at some point, you just got to come out and say it. You know, we had yet another terrorist attack in the United Kingdom, another one in London. Well, yeah. you know, and then yeah, obviously we just had the one in Manchester at the Ariana Grande concert or Grande or however, however you say her name. I don't know. Ariola or something. Yeah. What do you know? I'm talking about the little pop girl. Yeah. I but, guess. um, but I'm just, I'm absolutely disgusted by these people in the United Kingdom, these authorities, the MI5, the police, they are letting these terror suspects walk the streets free. The guy who drove that van and stabbed those people on the London bridge was in a documentary about Muslim extremists unfurling an ISIS flag. He was also videotaped um, verbally attacking a police officer in front of a mosque. He was also <laughs> kicked out of his own mosque because he was too extreme. And to add to all that, multiple neighbors of his had already called the authorities and reported him. Oh, my gosh. As frightening, aggressive, scary, dangerous. He was on the list, and the authorities knew about him. But they didn't and do they a just damn let thing him, about it. Let I don't understand free. how they just let these people. The um the Manchester bomber was also already on a watch list and already been reported as an extremist. And they're just letting these people walk free. This has got to be a lesson to us here in the U.S. These people that the FBI are watching, these people that are spewing this extremism, they are dangerous and they need to be watched. They need to be taken off the streets. If they're not U.S. citizens, they need to be deported. And, um, you know, unfortunately right now, outside of the gun control debate in, in the United Kingdom, these people are driving over people with cars. They're stabbing people. They're blowing up children yeah. in train stations after concerts. And they know about them. I mean, shame on MI5. Shame on the, you know, the British authorities for right. not taking these people off the streets and leaving their citizens defenseless. Absolutely. I mean, their, their whole, their whole motto there, um, in, in the UK for the police, you know, they, this actually propaganda that the Metropolitan Police puts out there. They've got a little uh, public service uh, sign. It says, run, hide, tell. It says, you must run to a place of safety. This is a better option than to surrender or negotiate if there's nowhere to go. Then hide, turn your phone to silent, <laughs> and turn off vibrate. 
Like somebody's gonna have the pe- you know the mind to do this when somebody's trying to kill them to begin with. Barricade yourself in if you can. Then tell the police by calling nine 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 when it is safe to do so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just I feel I mean honestly, it's just there's a reason that those attacks are happening there because they know they can get away with it. They know they can make it happen. They know that it's a bunch of sheeple over there. You know, yeah, I mean, it's awful. I feel I mean I feel awful for the citizens. I they feel have awful no for the, way of defending the people themselves. People that are getting hurt, their families, and the people that are responsible for that are obviously these Muslim extremists. Let's just be honest. Let's just call it what it is. They're responsible for this. And this, and the government is doing nothing to stop them. They know they're there. They know what they're doing. They know what they're, you know, the, the hate they're preaching, you know, the dangerous messages they're sending out. Yeah. And they're just letting them do it. Yeah. And we're, we're kind of like step. here, kind of like here to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, we're not we to that degree yet, but yeah, we're just like one step behind here in America. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. the reason they don't, they don't jump out of cars and start stabbing people. Well, I mean, they probably will in California. You know, I don't see that happening here in Tennessee because somebody will shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They will get shot. So, but yeah, I mean, it just, it just. But so that's the that, thing that's is they, they hedge their I'm bets. calling the British authorities jack wagons all in unison. Anybody that's responsible for letting those people walk the streets free and, you know, allow their citizens to be killed because they don't want to ruffle feathers or seem too extreme or want to be politically correct. You know, mm-hmm. I bet, I bet all those people that died would have much rather seen them be politically incorrect than them to lose their lives. Oh, no doubt. And then the fact that the police, uh, there was like an unprecedented amount of uh, rounds fired, I guess, for UK police. I think there was only 50 shots fired. Uh, yeah. But still, I, mean, I guess that's probably more than they shoot in uh, a decade there. Yeah, sounds about right. Even practicing. But uh, yeah. the they had like fake... Um, these latest attacks these guys had on fake suicide bomber belts or something. Yeah, vests. They had, they had fake bomber vests on. Right, and then the police, I guess, unloaded on them. Um, hurt one one citizen was shot. So I yeah, guess, I, did, I, I I guess they got I, shot. I didn't see that, but it would not surprise me. So I guess they shot him 49 times. Yeah. <laughs> one, and one innocent bystander. And one innocent bystander, right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that, that that's definitely my call for the jack wagon there, Marty. Yeah, so that's what, like three major ones in a year? Less, less, less than, than a year. year. Yeah, just over yeah, six they months. Just had, they just had the one in, what was it, Christmas time at the, uh, wherever that market was there. I can't remember the name of it now off the top of my head, but, and, you know, two of those suspects were known extremists by the government already. Yeah. Well, you had that guy that, uh, he did the first driving and then he went and he knifed one <laughs> of the police guys over close to their parliament or something. Yep. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Then the Ariana Grande I mean, they, they, thing. They've had multiple. Yeah, the Ariana Grande thing, and then this one. I guess these are the major ones, but there's been several what? that have gone less covered, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just insane. But, you know, it's like if we're going to let people that we know are dangerous and dangerous to the people in our communities, mm-hmm. and we're just going to let them walk around. It's like, you know, it's like if a guy, you know, you know, this, this, is, a, this is probably a, a safe comparison. There's a guy. He says, hey, I'm a child molester. Your neighbor calls the police and says, hey, this guy just told me he's a child molester. Jared he wants from to Subway. molest my children. And then the cops don't come and get him. Yeah. I mean, you know, this guy says, I'm a Muslim extremist. I support ISIS. He's on video doing this. He's on a TV program oh, just, saying this. Just publicly and making just, it known, yeah. Yeah, just what does ISIS support? I think they're pretty straight up. You can go to their website and see what they support. <laughs> you know, it's like, why is he walking the streets free? Why is he not in jail? 
So yeah, I agree. Blew, blew my I agree. mind. I mean, it's like uh, it's like Alan Pone said, our guest we had on from the UK uh, a few episodes back, is that the citizens there actually encouraged not to defend themselves. Oh yeah, there insane. are laws in place that that um, will prosecute um, a a victim. So if they try to you know defend themselves, he was given a, you know case in point. There was this guy or lady. I can't remember if it was a guy or a lady, but they were attacked, and they grabbed their car keys and put it in their hands, you know, and put the keys between their fingers and defended themselves. Oh, yeah. and They probably got charged and put in jail. Yeah, and those, yeah, that's exactly what happened. They they got criminal charges brought against them. It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing, the you know, the thought process, the mentality of these people. Yeah, and, and people wonder Empower. why I don't want to travel abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, like I said, I mean, we got it bad enough here in our own country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. All right, so welcome to the uh, the Jack Wagon Train, uh, UK political and um, I don't know law enforcement. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like basically, I guess MI five, which is like their secret service or whatever over there, their FBI or whatever you want like to call it. Like their CIA. Yeah, you know, they're the ones who knew about the guy and who had been reported, and the local authorities there in London had also been notified, knew about him, and knew that he was dangerous, and did nothing about it. So I would say the the London Police Department and MI5 would be the, the jack wagon. And the, I, and I, the I, Prime I Minister. I want to say all of them. I want to say the people that are responsible for not taking this guy off the street. Those are the jack yeah. wagons. And the Prime Minister, was her name Theresa May? Yeah, she's finally starting to figure it out. Finally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I don't start to figure out. Wait a second, now these people are pretty damn dangerous. Yeah, I, I still don't think it's sinking in. You got anybody else? Anybody no, else man, come to that, mind? That's who I was pissed off about this week. Anybody else we want to bang on? I think that's I mean, all I got the list right is now. Endless, but <laughs> yeah, well, we'll go ahead. I mean, the Monday. This is uh, there was an attack also in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, this morning, but this, I mean, it wasn't. Islamic related, as far as they know so far, as a disgruntled employee. Uh, but again, it was somebody who they'd had troubles with in the past. Um, before he got fired, the police had actually been out there, uh, I guess, to um, intervene in, a, in another violent um, altercation that he had had there at work. And uh, I think there was a couple other things. I mean, this guy was a known, obviously, troublemaker, um, but then he was out running free and... Um, Killed, I think, six or seven people. I think five people are confirmed dead so far. That's the last article I read a couple hours ago. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of a developing story. So, that's all I know about it. But um, Definitely, I mean, that guy's on the jack wagon train. Absolutely. All right. So, um, we, hadn't had a, we hadn't had a jack wagon train in a while. So, that was a good jack wagon train, Andrew. Thanks. Wow, man. We really let loose on those jack wagons, too. I'm telling you. JJ made it. Uh <laughs> That redheaded uh, comedian uh, Carrot Top, or what's her name? Yeah, the, the female Carrot Top. Kathy, I don't know. yeah, female Kathy. Who, who, who cares what her damn name know. is? And uh, the whole, the whole uh, UK freaking, uh, I don't know what you call them, law enforcement and uh, intelligence agencies, I guess. I guess so, but yeah, they just. Ugh. Just can't get. I just. I gotta stop being so pissed off about it. But I just feel so bad for those poor people. Well, then, quit getting pissed off about it. We'll talk about what's what's coming up next for our listeners. We're gonna get back into our NRA coverage. Uh, yeah, that's right. I still have more interviews from NRA. Um, was this? Uh, how many months ago was that? Three months ago? <laughs> no, it wasn't three months ago, Marty. It was like maybe a month and a half ago. When month was that? I don't know. April. 
No, I guess it was May. It was in May. It was in May. Yeah, end of May. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. Yeah, it was longer than that. but <laughs> Maybe four weeks ago, whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, there were such good interviews. I had great interviews the whole freaking week, so... Um, you you never stopped interviewing from open to close every day of the show. You were on the mic. I know, man, and the time just flew by too because I was having so much fun with these interviews. So our our next interview that we're going to uh, pipe in for you guys is um, the guys from the Gun Collective. We've got Jonathan Patton, uh, Adam Kraut, who does the legal brief, uh, and then our buddy. Eric Ebbinghaus, Ebbs, you guys know him as Ebbs. Uh, he did the House of Guns, and he owns a business called House of Arms. And uh, we got those three guys on. They're going to talk about uh, this awesome uh, this new media panel that they had at NRA, uh, the huge success of that. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the, the gun collective itself and, and learn a little bit more about Jonathan. It's the first time we've had them on. Uh, and then I'm going to get into a couple more interviews. The guys from Century Arms, Jason and Peter, are going to get us caught up on the latest with Canic pistols uh, and their C39V pistol uh, and some other cool products that uh, Century Arms has going on. And uh, electronic transfer. So some awesome interviews coming up here for you leadheads. Just a quick reminder, though, that um, we're extending our T-shirt contest, the Leadhead logo design until the 15th of this month. So you guys still have a few days to get your ideas in, uh, and then you're going to win an awesome prize package. You're going to get a T-shirt and a patch with that new Leadhead logo that you designed, uh, a classic Talking Lead T-shirt, and a $100 gift card to 1776 United. So you're going to go to www.1776united.com's website. Down at the bottom, there's a link that you click on. It says Leadhead Contest, and you submit your ideas right there. And then also don't forget earlier, like JJ told you, giving away an awesome little swag package from Do All Outdoors. Going to have a couple of their targets and a hat in that. So uh, make sure you take part in that. And uh, it's a very easy question. So if you skipped ahead, uh, trying to, to skip some things in our our our, po- our pre-show uh, talks here, you're going to go back and you're going to listen to find out what you got to do to do that to win. Andrew, what what do you and I got coming up? We got anything cool coming up? Man, I don't know. Uh, you know, here in Nashville, it's CMA week all week, so it's going to be insane here. Plus, we got the uh, yeah, I'm going to avoid that like the Stanley Cup Finals. That's right. The Preds are kicking ass. Uh, they they um, got back in it the night before last. Won what five to one or something like that. They did. They did. Apparently, they kicked some butt. Um, yeah. But uh, so it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a. This will be literally its nickname, Crazy Town. Crazy all week town. This week with all the CMA Fan Fest people here, and then. Adding to that, the uh, the Predators at the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, and then um, you know we're gonna have the you know the CMA Awards are gonna happen. I believe that's Wednesday or Thursday night. So yeah, lots we, of good stuff we can in get Nashville. Into all kinds of trouble if we want to this week. That's right. So if any of you leadheads are in the Nashville area, uh, give me a shout, and we'll uh, we'll all try to hook up and have a cold beer or something. Yeah, we like that. And then uh, gun wise, got any com- uh, any uh, events or conventions or anything coming up? Man, I mean, I've got some bi-group shows coming up, but not till like, August. Nothing exciting? Um, nah, nothing fun, man. It's kind of, you know, the summer's kind of the slow time for the gun guys. You know, it's a good time to get out there and actually shoot, which a lot of us in the industry get very, very little time to actually shoot guns. That's right. That's so why I've been trying to... summertime's a little slow, actually get out in the range a little bit. That's why I've been trying triggers. to get you to go with me, man. 
Man, I was busy that day. One time I said no. I, only, one I always go with you. <laughs> the one time. The one time I had too much shit to do to get out there on your time schedule, <laughs> I get a bunch of shit for it. I was on JJ's time schedule. Because <laughs> well, JJ he, is an important man. So that jack get, wagon had a tea time. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously more important than working. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Enjoy uh, the interviews we got coming up, and I'll be right back with you. All right, Leadheads, welcome back. We are at the 2017 NRA Annual Meeting, and we are being hosted by High Threat Concealment today. This is day three, the final day, and uh, we're getting close to uh, winding this show down. Just got a couple more hours left. And joining me, I have the gentleman from Century Arms, Peter Leach. Hey. Did I get it right? Yep, that is correct. Okay, I always screw up. And Jason Carvos. Carvos. That's it. What? Uh, where's that name come from? Carvos. Lithuania. Lithuania. Okay. All right. Leech. I. Uh, I'm from. Uh, Lifestyles of the rich and famous. I don't know. I just the Midwest. <laughs> that's about it. I don't Midwest. Have any exotic. You know, bloodlines or anything like that. Okay. Pretty simple. Pretty simple standard. Yeah. Red blood American. American. Yeah. Hell yeah. Century Arms. So we've uh, we've got a history with Century Arms here on the show. Uh, our good buddy Jacob Herman, yeah, he's been on several times. He's no longer with Century Arms, we understand. So uh, I wanted to get to know the new people. Uh, so welcome in, guys. All right, thanks for having us. Adam, Adam was gracious enough to hook us up, so we appreciate that. And you guys brought some goodies over. Yeah, we brought all sorts of stuff. You uh, did. Yeah, you brought a lot of stuff. So we're going to talk about some of some of your new products, uh, some of your hot products. The uh, which I've been saying wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it wrong first. The Canic, uh, which is a very hot product for you guys. It's it's taken off and done really well. Uh, but it's pronounced Janic, correct? The original Turkish is uh, is Janic. Uh, it's a region in Turkey. But we've even got the uh, the owner and his, and his son who we do business with saying Canic, and he just kind of gave up. And said, Did he really? He just know, gave in. If, huh? uh, if two hundred thousand Americans are gonna say Canic, we'll just let that one go. We'll just let it go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Those Turkish people. I met some guys from Turkey last night that do shotguns. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of the, the brand or something. I mean, you know how that goes when you meet people, 50 people in one night. Um, but they're they're hilarious, man. they got a great sense of humor. Yeah, they're uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I was going to say, they... They all make shotguns, I feel like. So it's, it's, right? It's, I think it's, hard all at, it's hard at SHOT Show. They're like, oh, did you talk to the Turkish guys with the shotguns? I go, which which one? That kind of goes hand in 50. hand. When you say yeah. Turkish, you think yeah. shotgun automatically. I yeah. do anyway. They, they have a lot of arms uh, yeah. industry over there. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, don't, I don't normally think of handguns, though. And these guys have produced a phenomenal uh, handgun. I know... Jacob, when these first came out, brought these to um, James Yeager's place, Tactical Response, mm-hmm. had, a, had a nice shoot your arms day there and um, introduced them and was really impressed with them. So that's been, I don't know, two years, three years ago? Three years ago. Yeah, we actually, three years uh, ago. Yeah, we started out with uh, a couple of the, the older models, the original TP9 and then the uh, Stingray, which is a CZ clone. They were they were great guns. Uh, you know, we went back with Canik and kind of worked to uh, to refine them and get some new models. So we went from uh, the original TP9 SA, which was their first real entry into the, the striker fired polymer gun. Did you just say SA? SA. <laughs> uh, so that was the model with the you know single action with the decocker uh, takedown uh, decocker, and uh, 
that was uh, the first year we did uh, 6,000 pistols with that one. And in three years, we've gone from one model to seven unique different models. Uh, you've got the DA, the Elite, the Elite S, the SFT, uh, the V2. Um, and I'm sure there's all kinds of just little things that just set them apart. And, yeah, and what, we, a, uh, what, we've, what we've really done since it started. I mean, it started with uh, an opportunity to buy something. You know, hey, there's a cool pistol, let's go buy it. And now we're partnered with them, and we work with them on developing the right products for the U.S. market. Okay. So And really rounding out a family that offers a little bit of everything. And uh, it's kind of what we brought with us today. Okay, a little a smattering of everything. Yeah. So yeah. the one I've got now, I've got the, uh, the Janik or Canik TP9SF Elite. Correct. So what am, what am I looking at here? So there's two variations of that. Um, there's the Elite and Elite S, and when you get into okay. that, uh, it's about a Glock 19 size. Uh, there's slightly right. more in height. Um, other than that, it's pretty much similar dimension-wise. Uh, so what right. you're looking at, starting from the well, top. I've got a, uh, a 23 right here, which is same size. Yeah, yeah, yeah same over thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, not, not so, much difference. Yeah. Go ahead and talk while I'm doing this. So, yeah, so you can see, obviously, you know, you have the full-length uh, Picatinny rail there. You have the three slots versus just the one. Um, looking at the trigger, um, if you want to play around with the trigger there, the trigger pull is just oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I was Reset doing that, yeah, before we started here, and I really like the trigger, yeah. Yeah, we got the uh, the little really little nice. red accent on the uh, the trigger safety. Just, uh, you know, dre just dress it up, up. Little, little makeup on it, make it look fancy. Yeah. So some people like that stuff. Match the front sight. Yeah, yeah. So as you pointed out, yeah, it's got the uh, front red fiber optic sight. Uh, those are from Warren Tactical. We worked with uh, Scott Warren, yeah, uh, former FBI guys. HRT guy, and he developed those. And it's uh, it's more than just kind of a U-notch rear. Uh, he's kind of talked about the science of it, how the eye picks it up so you can pick up that front sight. And it is just, it's unbelievable how fast you can pick up your sight when it you're is. shooting. Um, a lot of a lot of things people don't know too is we ship those with uh, spare fiber optic rods, so you have red and green. Uh, the cool part is if you like the bigger dots in front, is you can put in a new rod, leave it out a little bit, heat it up, and just smush it, and you can have a big old bead on there. There you go. So uh, you have a couple <laughs> different options with these. Okay. So and the dovetails, standard dovetails. Uh, the rear is Glock, front is Smith M&P. Uh, it's just the way we had to do it for some of the heights. Um, obviously, Glock doesn't have a front dovetail, so we had to go with Smith. Yeah, you've got the ambi uh, slide lock uh, release, front cocking serrations. Uh, right. All of the canics come seracoded from the factory. Loaded striker indicator, loaded chamber indicator. Yeah, this one in particular is the tungsten gray finish. Uh, gives it a little more two tone custom look. Uh, sure. Yeah, when it I comes like to it. handguns, people love two tone. Two tone sell like crazy. I used to work for another handgun company, and uh, yeah, the two tones are where it's at. Absolutely. So this is nice. being the elite. Is it's a little more updated than uh, when we come out with a compact in the U.S. Okay. Uh, currently, that's the smallest gun we can import um, without having to get really crazy with uh, the ATF's uh, point system. Right. You know. Otherwise, we're gonna have to add, you know, some giant uh, four-inch-long rear sight or something to it, and uh, <laughs> magazine disconnect, and a lot of things right. people don't want. So. so that was the SF. Yep. SF uh, Elite. What uh, do we right, got here? Right yeah, here. So this is, uh, this is kind of exciting. We have this at the show. Uh, these we finally got in. This we got approval. than that one. We got uh, ATF approval on the import work. Uh, that's the uh, TP9DA, and we'll be shipping them um, uh, Monday if we haven't already shipped some Friday. So they'll be out there. Um, it's about the same length as a 19, but you have a full-size grip. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to hold up to your 23 here. You can kind of yeah. see it there. So that's our double action, TP9DA, DA for double action, double action, single action striker fired pistol. 
So Again, same, you've got the you know the Warren sights. Uh, if you try out that decocker, uh, we you know we kind of moved and, and redesigned yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about the the decocker a little bit or the takedown. The takedown. Yeah, on that mechanism. gun, it actually works in a unique way. So I'll let Peter. Uh, take yeah. It so uh, with the decocker, there you should be able to even punch it with your uh, your right hand or your right uh, thumb if you want. There, it's usually pretty easy to hit. Right. So. I mean, it's more of a disassembly tool than it really is a decocker. There's not much need to constantly be decocking your gun, other than if you're sitting on the couch watching Lethal Weapon or something like that, <laughs> dry firing the hell out of it. You right. know. Um, so, yeah, so it's really easy. It's low profile. Obviously, we listened to the, the consumers. Everyone was saying, oh, the button, it's so big, and I'm going to hit it, and everyone was worried about that, uh, you know, even though that may have not actually been the case. You know, we still wanted to do something for them, so we made a low profile. We changed up the top so you have a flat, wider top. It makes it easier to pick up the front sight. Uh, it gives it a little better kind of field of view there. So we went and did that, and we kept it on the right side only, again, to limit it. Again, it's, uh, there's barely, if you look, there's barely any bit of the decocker surface on the top. Yeah. So, And you've got some uh, little serrations in there. To yeah. And if, if you look as it. you press it, you really have to get down in there to kind of press it. You can't just run run across the top and have it uh, decock on accident. Yeah. And if you want, you can you can you know load that gun and then you can hit the decocker. You're now in double action if you want that first pull to be double action, like a you know Sig two two nine if that's used to what you're used to carrying. Right. So a lot of a lot of the guys might be uh, familiar with the V two that we had. So one of the differences besides the sight and the decocker is. The V2 did not have a trigger safety that would come out. So this one, when you set it to single action mode, trigger safety pops out and you can carry it and it looks, feels, shoots just like a standard single action then. Yeah. This has got a nice trigger reset on it too. Yeah, I think uh, personally, I think that's uh, one of our better trigger resets, just the way with the, the, way the uh, double action, single action is configured. Yeah, it's a little more crisp than that SF that I was just just messing with but I mean the, the SF was nice but it's just a little more crisp it's just got a little shorter maybe reset than the other yeah. one so nice. I mean with that and with all so our guns you know you got, the, you got the two 18 round mags uh, I think this one's 429 MSRP of course obviously uh, especially right now there's all sorts of deals and discounts dealers and distributors are running so back straps Okay. So got that all in the box. I mean, you is get this on all of them? The you can uh, interchangeable back straps. Correct. Every one of them has interchangeable back straps. Comes with a the holster. Comes the with Janik. a kit. All that good Janik. stuff. The Janik. The Janik. Stipple. Yeah, so this is the one I like right here. Yeah, so the SFX is going to have... This is the SFX. I think, I think like it has race gun every here. single feature gun. you could put on a pistol. Other than, of course, etching a, you know, a phallus you know, onto it. <laughs> you got a smart-ass uh, uh, guy who's cutting the guns, serrations. Yeah. So uh, you can see it's got the uh, uh, lightning cuts in the slide, reduce the weight for the added length. Uh, you got, again, the worn tactical fiber optics. Yeah. Um, then you have the optics plate, which is uh, is pretty uh, it's kind of discreet. What is it called? Uh, just So you have your optics plate that you can remove, which uh, removes the rear sight with it. And then you the gun shifts. This? Correct. Yep. Yep. We're talking Two about? screws yeah. pops off, and then uh, in your box, you'll get four optics plates that literally cover every single optic that's on the market. Okay. Um, and we are working on an optics plate that will uh, have a rear sight built into it. So guys that want to co-witness, you know, when they're operating or, you know, whatever it is they're uh, 
they're doing doing their so, thing yeah. Yeah. doing their thing that's kind of meant to be you know if you want to try and shoot competition you can buy that gun and with everything that it comes with you can kind of customize it right out of the box you get as peter said the four optics plates or you can leave the sights on you can leave the irons on you get yeah, all these those are good sights right if you uh, if you want to go you know full uh, competition mode you've also got a charging handle that you can screw into any of those optics plates you're noting uh, I'm, I'm watching you your finger fuck the uh, right mag release there so so that actually comes with a couple different sizes in the box as well okay. yeah you I was gonna screw that you have you pop. talk about that I mean right now you got a very pronounced mag release yep. I mean I don't think I've ever seen one stick out that you but can you can get different three different sizes you just pop depths for that. screw that pop on a different one if that's your uh, and it preference. comes standard with it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All that's all that's in the box ready to roll. What's the uh, what's the price point on this? Uh, Five forty nine MSRP. You'll see them out. Five forty nine. Yeah, Two twenty yeah. round mags. The holster. The whole works. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That seems to be the common I need to response shoot this to that price tag. I need to shoot this one. So if I want to take it down, I pull this down. Just like on a on a Glock or other, you know, pull the trigger, release the tension. Okay. And then, yeah, pull those two tabs down, and you're you're off. Pull the two tabs, release the trigger, and it slides off. Right? Yep. Boom. There it is. So I'm looking at the innards of the uh, Janik. Which one is this? SFX. SFX. Special effects, baby. I like it. What's the overall weight of this? Do you know? Uh, off the right top off? of my head, I I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. But it's a longer slide, so it's gonna be a little bit heavier anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it, that's it's comparable to uh, the uh, M and P. Uh, was that the core? Yeah. M P core. And you've already got the ports up around the uh, the front end. Yeah, there's some. Uh, if is you compare weight it with reduction, one. is that why they do yep. that? Yeah, there's a lot of weight reduction. The slide weight on that is almost about the same as the standard SF. Okay. I think there's fractions of an ounce difference. No, uh, is the FS, F S F X, the only one that has the... Uh, uh, at this moment, that is correct, yeah. The sight, what do you yep. call it? The optics plate. Optics plate, yeah. So you can shoot the different uh, different types. Okay. Yeah, I think that's... You I know, like it. As Peter said with the, the decocker and the changes, it's one of the things that uh, has been really incredible I need about. one of those in my life. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, we, can, we can figure that out. But I definitely need is, uh, one of those in my life. They're super receptive to the needs of, of consumers. And, and you know, if we go back and say, hey, guys, we're, we're thinking about... Uh, you know, doing this because we think guys would really like it. They go, okay, let's let's do it. Yeah. Just design stuff. This gun was designed more so by U.S. engineers uh, than it was the Turkish guys. So we went through it and we built a couple of prototypes and we shot the hell out of them. And okay. we learned things when we shot it. We made changes. One, for example, on the uh, slide release here. You can see how that notch is actually forward, right? Uh, which kind of seems unusual. Normally they're towards the rear, but since ours is so far towards the rear, we uh, we adjusted it um, because you know guys shooting competition, they ride their thumbs along the slides, they're higher up, so we didn't want people accidentally hitting that. So we uh, we moved things around and modified it, and now it uh, works great and doesn't interfere when you're uh, you're gripping it. Very good. Yeah. So is that the the pistol line, or we got? Uh, yeah, it's a good representation of uh, pretty much all the pistols. I mean, there's uh, I think like 16 or 17 SKUs right now, and we got more and more approved and coming. Right. Um, you know, in the next couple months. Yeah, we'll we'll have some cool stuff for you. Okay. We'll cool. Back and talk yeah, some. looking forward to it. So now we're, we got a uh, little AK action the going on here. The chopper. The chopper. <laughs> 
So this, this is a pistol in, in all definitions of the NFA. This is a pistol. Uh, what, what, am I, what am I holding here, guys? Uh, the Danny DeVito of AKs. The Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, so that's our C39 V2 pistol. Uh, it's got the just standard Magpul MOE furniture and grip. Right. Uh, Magpul mag, side rail for our uh, micro dots or uh, whatever kind of optic you like to put on it there. Right. Um, 10 uh, 10.6 inch barrel, I believe. So it's a, it's a mean little thing. It's got the AK standard 14 and one left hand threads. It's got a A2 birdcage style flash rider on it. It's a, it's a mean little mean little gun. And you just call it the Danny DeVito AK? Is that I just made that up on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> just, uh, new marketing that. campaign. I'll run it past uh, Dinar Marketing. Uh, See how that works? Yeah. You might have to pay a royalty or something. Probably, probably. You'll note DeVito. you've got some uh, some QD cups there uh, on the on the rear end, the front. Uh, on the receiver, you've got, you know, that's a milled receiver gun. Uh, so you'll, you'll note that extra weight that's there. We do make a, yeah. a stamped version. Uh, the the Raz pistol. Uh, some people prefer the lighter. Some people really love the the milled guns. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. I mean, you've got some some real good refinements to your to your standard. You know, smaller AK. You got our, our great you know American made pistol. That's a hundred percent U.S. made gun. Um, so you know, every piece and part. You know, Are you made making in a the full US. rifle in this also. C39 V2 rifle. Okay. Yep. So is this a new offering on the pistol side? Yeah, yep. we've been okay. shipping those for uh, about a month or two now. Um, and then uh, the other exciting news, obviously, with the uh, you know ATF, the recent news. Uh, now you can put your brace on it and shoulder it. So we uh, we do have those, and we've been shipping quite a few with uh, with the braces. Okay. Do you have your own brace, or what brace are you using? We have the SP47 brace that we developed in conjunction with SP Tactical, so it okay. falls under the same. And you've got that version available, or you just don't do the brace. We've, we've got that version got available. The attachment it, it slides right on the back. Uh, it actually slides underneath the grip with kind of two tangs, and it's actually the uh, you know the only one I know of with you know that comes in the box with not just the brace. It comes with the attachment point for the rear of the receiver on an AK. Okay. So if you want to put a different one on there, you still gotta right. gotta get the attachment point that we have. Gotcha. Have you guys shot this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're fun. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's pretty much no felt recoil with the uh, the milled version. Obviously, you can feel there's a little bit of weight with the milled receiver, and it, right. it shoots pretty steady. Uh, it's kind of going to keep it. Yeah, it's, it's surprising when uh, people usually have a pretty good smile after they shoot it because it's just not what they expect. You'd think a, a little pistol in a in a 30 caliber would uh, would snap back pretty good, and it just doesn't. It does spit mean fireballs though. Oh, I bet it does. And, uh, I mean, since it just happened, we were on our way to the show. It'll be fun to uh, shoot these things with the, uh, the braces on them. Yeah. Yeah, we were out uh, just a couple weeks ago with some, some real good friends of ours down in Florida at, uh, at UM Tactical. We were trying out some of their uh, tunable muzzle devices. Uh-huh. Uh, they've got a pretty cool little system there. And, uh, you know, we had a bunch of guys out of the range who were very experienced shooters. Uh, you know, Todd Lewis was a, a sub-gun champion, and he was he was shooting those and just looking back at us with you know, his, his eyes <laughs> bug out going, I can't believe they're, you know, they're, there's no recoil. This is great. Yeah. I'm not going to say that we were running around shooting him one-handed, but uh, it might, might have happened. May yeah, have. yeah, it may have. One in each hand, maybe? Yeah, yeah. That, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. Yeah, I hope you got pictures of that, too. We got pictures and video. It was fun. Speaking of pictures, we need to get a picture of us. Let's see if we can get somebody to do that. You want me to grab that? No, I'm going to. Get it turned around. Get somebody to do that for us. So, um, 
Talk to us a little bit about the history behind Century Arms. It's been around for a while. Yeah, for so, a minute. You know, Century's been around 55 years. Uh, you know, we've we've gone through a lot of uh, changes over those years. I mean, we were even you know 10 years ago we were almost a 100% surplus company, and that's kind of what everybody is, has known us for for all that time, bringing in Mosins and SKSs and you know Enfields and, and all that good stuff. And uh, that was kind of what we were formed, you know, to do. The, the company was started when the when the owner uh, he was a, had a typewriter repair business, and he traded somebody for a, for a, a rifle. Yeah, <laughs> and he traded somebody for an Enfield rifle, and then he got more, you know, for the rifle than he did for his, his typewriter services. So he, he said, "This is a, this we got we got to do this." So he started buying surplus, you know, all over the world. And uh, right. you know, about I guess it was ten years ago now, we we made the first uh, U.S. made 100% U.S. made AK, mm-hmm. uh, which was the the C39, the original. Centurion rifle, and uh, it kind of went from there, man. Uh, as you know, surplus came in less and less. We started making more and more products. We we got Canic, and uh, you know we've got a uh, 130 really awesome people uh, up in Vermont manufacturing our guns, uh, making some really cool stuff, and uh, we still are uh, are are always out there, you know, looking for for you know, cool stuff for the collectors yep. and all that too. Uh, it's just it's it's harder to find. I wouldn't say it's dried up, but you know prices have gone up and how's the ak market it's it's you know the industry's in a bit of a, a you know change period a little right flux. now a little flux with the political situation but uh we're in a we're in a niche market you know we're yeah. you know in, in the ak uh the space unlike the the ar space was not crowded with 200 different different people you yeah know, it's it's more like four right um, so you know, we you know we, we obviously recognize that we we have to innovate. And we have yeah. to you know it's kind of you still have the big the demand. Are you having trouble meeting the the demand for these right now? It, it's it's slacking a bit, but we're still you know we're still running you know eight hour days with with shifts and, and keep you know making. What's the price point on this AK pistol? That one you'd see out there for around seven fifty. That's the milled version. You the know, milled. You get about a hundred dollars less on the stamped version. Okay, and you've got both versions. Out we've there. got both versions, and we've got a Draco version in the in the stamped. Oh, one. do you really? We yeah. Do. We have a nice. one, with, one with wood, and uh, you know, it, it's it's the it's the Draco. It's, right. It's hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, do you guys have a shooting team? We, we don't have a team. yeah. We don't have a shooting team at the moment. Um, I mean, as a company, we just go and we do some competitions here and there because um, we're all shooters and yeah. we don't want everyone else to have our fun for us. So, uh, <laughs> but no, we we were working with uh, Corinne Moser. Uh, she's been going to a bunch of matches. She shoots. She rocks the uh, SFX and she's got a C39 V2 and uh, she's uh she's pretty good with that. She's, I mean, she she, she had changed from an AR to an AK and uh, it's unbelievable how good she's gotten with that with that gun and just such a short period of time we went to the uh the red october uh ak challenge uh and there were that sounds cool there were like 300 awesome people out there they had a bunch of different divisions uh corinne had had gotten her her c39 d2 i think two days before and she was putting up videos of her practicing dry fire and reloads and stuff in her hotel room so she went out in there and competing against you know men women you know open through the whole damn thing and came in i think seventh wow you know, day three of shooting the game gun. Day so, three. <laughs> so she's she's mean. That's cool. She's a competitor. Very cool. Really happy to have her. So how can uh, our listeners, obviously, I mean, Century Arms, everybody's familiar with Century Arms, just go to your website, um, go to their local gun store. If they don't see one of these um, beauties in the store, then they can just say, hey. 
Yeah, any, or, any dealer right? can, can get on. They can give us a call, or they can get on centuryarms.biz, centuryarms.com. They can order. We're in, uh, you know, every one of the major distributors uh, would have these in stock. And that's, you know, especially with the Canics, as you said, most people know Century Arms. Uh, the Canics, you know, you still have people walking in the shops asking for them, and the gun shops, you know, don't know what they are. So It's because they're not pronouncing it right. That's it's right. It's Janet, guys. Come on. Just uh, just say both and uh, <laughs> yeah. see, see where you get. Um, just yeah, show it to them, the word. Yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I had, a guy come, had a guy come up to me at this show. He goes, you know, I know you guys have them. He's talking to the dealer, I think, out of Cabela's or somewhere, and it's on the bottom shelf underneath some high points. <laughs> And uh, the, the, the guy behind the counter didn't even know what it was, I guess. So they pull it out and they start playing with it. And uh, after he bought his gun, so did the guy behind the counter and bought the other one that they had in stock. <laughs> He's like, oh, didn't I didn't even know, know what it was. It. And then goes, oh, that's a great deal. And uh, ended up buying it. And, yeah, that's a hell of a salesman right there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know what he's got in stock. <laughs> that's funny. Well, guys, thank you so much, Jason, Peter. Thanks for having it's us. It's been a yeah, pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as you guys get new things that come out and available, make sure you get in touch with us, and uh, we'll inform the Leadhead Nation. And yeah, we uh, we got all sorts of stuff coming. So if you we'll, ever want to uh, put something in my hands, and uh, you know, feel free to send me whatever you want to. There. We'll, all right. We'll make Absolutely. it happen. Absolutely. We'll definitely do it. <laughs> Very good. And did, did I cover everything? Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, I think that's about it. I mean, uh, one thing uh, we do have at this show, if you swing by the uh, the booth, obviously the day's about to end, but. Uh, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming around the AK line, uh, as Jason is trying to point out. A uh, new AK platform. Oh, new AK um, platform. It's still an AK, not one of these things that just takes an AK mag and is some AR, AK thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's an AK, but we've been working with new materials, um, trying to really incorporate uh, a pick rail on top so that you can actually put any optic and don't have to go out and spend 200 bucks on a side mount and other things. And Okay. Uh, so yeah, Modularity. So, yeah, so we've uh, we've actually been surveying customers and we've surveyed, uh, ha- asked people about it and talked to probably about 2,000 some people, if not more, on uh, what they prefer. So we're building guns to what okay. customer actually Listening wants. Listening to the yeah. end user. And so we're excited to uh, have some pretty cool new innovative stuff in the next mo- couple months. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll definitely keep you in the loop and keep yeah, everyone that's else, gonna be uh, awesome up to date. Yeah, looking forward to that. All right, guys, we will be back with more from the NRA at the High Threat Concealment Booth. All right, lead heads, we are at the 2017 National Rifle Association annual meeting. That's a mouthful in Hotlanta, and uh, our guest that we have now is kind of out of the norm for the Talking Lead show, but uh, these guys have a very uh, important product that I think you guys will be interested in, especially if you're a business owner. Uh, we've got Travis Knutson with a D. <laughs> is it Knute or Knude? It's Knute. Knute, so the D's with a T. Knutson. Okay. Scandinavian, you said. Yep. Scandinavian background. And you are with Electronic... Transfer, electronic, electronic transfer. transfer, Inc., right? Yep. And fast charge. And fast charge. So this is a, an alternative to the um, anti-2A gun PayPal kind of accounts, right? Yeah, yeah, just credit card processing in general. Most uh, processors aren't 2A friendly, especially PayPal and Stripe and uh, Stripe. Square. I've never heard of Stripe. It's just another processor just another similar one. to PayPal. Yeah. So the big one, I guess, is PayPal. It's the one most you know, people are familiar with. Yeah, they're the most notorious in this industry. Yeah. So give an example of what, what they do to um, 
their customers that may be doing like a gun purchase or something like that that really well, jacks them up? I'll have merchants give me a call and they're like, yeah, you know, I had $10,000 that was supposed to be due and deposited in my checking account and, you know, they all of a sudden froze the money, said that, you know, they don't like our business. And right, just because they didn't like the product that they were buying. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. and then the merchant's money is held up for, you know, a certain amount of time. It can be up to three months sometimes. Wow. So, tell us a little bit about the, the history of your company. Where are you guys out of? How'd you get started? Well, we're headquartered in Spokane, Washington, so in the inland northwest, in the conservative side of Washington State. Um, we've been in business since 1989. Okay, so you've been around a while. Yeah, yeah. We've always been, I, I guess you'd say, two-way friendly, but yeah. um, back around 2012, um, Operation Choke Point rolled over, and then all of a sudden, a lot of gun dealers were calling us and saying, you know, our bank shut us off because we're gun dealers. And we're like, why? And, you know, they told us they didn't like gun dealers or their products. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense, you know. <laughs> and um, Service is service, product is product. You know? Yeah, come to find out that the FDIC had put uh, gun dealers on the prohibited list, um, right along with uh, timeshare sales, uh, internet porn. Right. Uh, Vitamins and timeshare sales, nutraceuticals. Yeah. So yeah. what what's bad about time? <laughs> well, timeshare sales. I don't, well, it's it's a high risk processing because a lot of those transactions that get processed by the merchant, right, end up coming back as chargebacks because they're shady sales. That's why they're high risk. Okay. So that's normally how a bank determines if a category, mm. uh, standard industrial guys code, a sick code as we call them in the industry. Um, if a, if a merchant is in a certain category, then, you know, that's going to be lower risk or high risk, depending on, you know, how likely it is to have a chargeback. Yeah. So, like those ones I mentioned, timeshare sales and timeshare advertising, uh, the uh, Nutra products and stuff like that have high chargeback ratios. Yeah. So, logically, they should be in the high risk categories. and. Uh, be harder for those merchants to get processing mm -hmm. and you know pay a little bit higher rates and stuff like that but gun dealers know especially online gun dealers it's like it's not a transaction you know that some 12 year old can go purchase a gun from somebody and have it shipped to their doorstep right it doesn't exactly. work that way. i mean it would There's, be you would think it would be one of the most secure and safest purchases it is it's uh, i can't think of a merchant, a merchant would that yeah, has would do. a more secure and low-risk transaction than an e-commerce right. firearm sale that's going from one FFL to another. Yeah. It's just the, the chargeback ratios in this industry are so low. And, you know, we're like, why are all these banks doing this? And we, you know, come to find out this Operation Choke Point rolled over uh, and really put a damper on things for gun dealers that are, you know, doing a lot of sales online right so it didn't affect the retail so much but even then after that there were a lot of banks that were saying we don't want your uh, processing for retail either mm -hmm. face to face um, some even so far that they wouldn't even do business checking accounts for those gun dealers yeah so uh, you know we just kind of like gosh there's a niche in this industry and you know we're pro guns so we educated our our uh, partner banks and mm -hmm. we're like this is how FFLs work we're going to start marketing to FFLs because they need processors, right? And uh, you know, through educating them on how it works and and uh, you know, keeping track of our our uh, FFL merchants, um, 
FFL licenses and stuff, make mm -hmm. sure the bank can see that you know they're legit and the ATF has vetted them. Right. It's all good. So you know we do a lot of processing for gun dealers. Pretty pretty safe uh, transaction as far as you guys are concerned. Yeah, yeah. safest pretty in my solid. opinion on the internet because right. if if a so what would you say that uh, it's just purely political on these other guys' parts is why they they do that like it's PayPal hundred percent political. Yeah. It has it has nothing to do with risk of, of a transaction coming back as a chargeback where the cardholder's disputing it. Right. So rare instances where cardholders do dispute transactions. A gun dealer's got so much paper trail that there's no way they won't win that chargeback. Right, yeah, So exactly. So purely political. So now you guys have an option. You got you got a new choice. Of course, you've been around for a while, but... Yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, I mean, it just seems like you guys are just kind of getting into this side of it. How long have you been doing the, the firearms part of it? I mean, ever since... Well, we I think we've kind of geared our focus to that since yeah. like 2012. Okay, um, so, so fairly recently, you guys. Yeah, yeah target market kind of thing yeah i okay. mean it was it was like there's a need here and we need to fill that need because yeah. something we believe in for one and it just makes sense to provide processing where you know there's only a handful of processors in the country that'll even look at a gun dealer right so another added benefit is uh you know we set merchants up with payment gateways and we work with uh, three different payment gateways for website integration so depending on a merchant shopping cart um, they have to have a gateway that's compatible with their shopping cart and there's so many shopping carts for uh, web developers to put into a website right. so we have our own payment gateway, which is fast charge uh, we also use e-processing network and authorize.net so i try not to use authnet too much because Prior to 2014, they weren't gun dealer friendly. Oh, okay. But since January of 2014, they've been gun dealer friendly, and I've reluctantly set merchants up with them uh, because of shopping cart compatibility. Right. And haven't had any issues since. So well, good. We're good. going on three years. It's three years. <laughs> they've got a good track record so far out yeah. of three years. No sign of them uh, yep. wavering, yep. being wishy-washy. So in our uh, payment gateways that we set our merchants up are also compatible with Gun Broker, um, Guns America. All of those uh, auction sites. The, the main big auction sites. Yep. Thing. Okay. Well, very cool. So you got you say you're, you're pro gun. Oh yeah. You're out of out of Washington. Yep. Washington State. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Not DC. Not DC. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where do you guys where do you like to go shoot out there? Um, you know, there's a couple of ranges um, in the Spokane area. I usually just go to my dad's property. He's got 25 acres, and we just go shoot out there on there the you weekends. Go. You go hunt. Do you yep. Do any hunting? Yep deer turkey turkey it's turkey season right now yeah it, yeah in tennessee i don't know i guess it's that way around most I, places yeah, I, I think it just started in in washington state did it? so shotguns you guys use, yep. use the shotguns yep what kind of shotgun do you have uh i don't my dad has shotguns i don't have any right. shotguns well myself. by default yeah you know you go use your dad's right yeah yep. yeah so very cool so um we're here at the 2017 nra we're at the eagle imports booth Graciously being hosted by Raphael and Mike Sodini. Um, looking at their product, they got some really nice guns here too. Now, are you set up with them? Uh, I'm not sure. I've got a lot of uh, merchants here that are doing our processing. Um, okay. You guys are with Frontier Tactical, right? Yep. You're working with Frontier Tactical. Yep. Another one of our sponsors. Yep. We'll, we'll be having them on soon. Um, but looking around, I mean, this is uh, Friday, day one. And the crowd is slowly coming in. It was about 10 o'clock, 10.30, 10.13, something like that. 
We're expecting something like, I think they said like 88,000. Crazy amount of people. Throughout the week. And then today, uh, Trump's coming in. Are you going to be going to that? Yeah. I yeah. got to get a picture of Trump. Yeah? You think you, you think you get close enough to get one? I don't know about close enough. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you get your ticket? Because it sold out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I got a pass. So hopefully I'll have time and I'll be, I'll be able to go. Don't know exactly what time he's going to be on. Have you heard? I think it's later in the afternoon. Like, I think it's going to be the evening, like there's 8 like, or 9. There's like several people ahead of him. So I don't know if it's going to be later this evening or, or what. So. Well, good deal. So if people want to get in touch with you, how do they how do they do that? How do they find you? Well, they can go to our website, electronictransfer.com. They can go to fastcharge.com. Uh, another thing for you know merchants that go to trade shows is we've got mobile processing. So I've, I can set merchants up with an, an actual wireless terminal that prints out a thermal receipt for the cardholder to sign. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's also mobile processor that connects to like a smartphone. Yeah, for a phone. That's, yeah, that's a big thing nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if it's uh, a little smaller scale, the uh, smartphone processing is kind of good. It takes a little bit longer than the standard wireless terminal. Right. Um, so if you've, you know, if you're a merchant and you're processing uh, a fair amount of transactions uh, in any given hour to show, you probably will want an actual wireless terminal. Okay, makes more sense. Yeah. What, what do those usually cost? Um, you know, we only charge uh, actual cost on those products. We don't mark uh, terminals up. So wireless terminals right now uh, are going for about $350. Yeah. Um, and then the, the card readers uh, that connect to the smartphone, uh, the cost on those is about, after, after the shipping and everything, comes to about 150 So And on new activations, we always give a merchant uh, about a $150 credit on, oh, on nice. terminals. So okay. it'll cover a, a mobile reader or a standard desktop terminal. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Travis, thank you so much for coming by. And uh, we're going to give Sarah an earful. Sarah was supposed to have been here. And uh, she's MIA. We might have to call a rescue squad or something <laughs> out for her. But uh, stay tuned, guys. We'll be back. And John okay. Patton has just sat down and joined Hi. us, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Good to see you. Again. How are you, brother? Doing all right. Good to see you, man. How's things? No, you're fine. No, you guys keep talking good. to. If you want to sit That's here good. while we're doing an interview like with John, you can. Awesome. Yeah, hang out. Thank you again. Thank you. It's awesome. Fun. Yeah, that was awesome. I have fun. Hey, do you use Pantene? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Frontier Tactical is now making mints. Yes, tactical mints. Tactical mints. Tactamint. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Good. How are you? you having a good show? Yeah. Good. We got a guy I want to introduce you to. How, how many more segments you got? Uh, you'll have to talk to my social coordinator over there, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> He's just rounding them in. Hey, have a seat, man. Be on. Join us. Join us, bro. <laughs> that one stays, right? That's the one everybody is, is fun. lusting over, yeah. Oh, wait, I got to get a picture with him. We, we can make Ebbs host. We can do what? We can make Ebbs host for a minute. <laughs> you, you be the host. Marty, is this just live feed somewhere? No, it's recording. Okay. See, this is what I like to see. You having too much fun? I will. About to. 
So really what we're finding, really what we're finding these days, and this is Marty with Talking Lead also. Uh, we're back. We're back from we're break. Live. And we're finding the windscreens on these mics are really the right choice. These condenser mics with these screens. John, what's uh, you've done live recording in the past. I have. This Again, this is Marty Holder with Talking Lead. Uh, and I'm, I'm, joined, I'm joined by John Patton from the Gun Collective and Adam Kraut. Vote for Kraut this, 2018. This week on TGC News, <clears throat> we talk about fake election results. You know, my, uh, my, my favorite part is, my favorite part of your show is at the real beginning when you're shouting and waving at the audience, click the link so you can hear me. That's my favorite. Is it gets it? me every time. Well, well, thank you. There's a pistol on the table. There is a rent. There's, there's ammo. ammo. This is, there's live ammunition. <laughs> there's a sword cut into that slide. A sword. A sword. A sword. May I'll the, take may the sword. May the sword protect you. <clears throat> Let's fill up Marty's recording with uh, impressions. What kind of impressions do we have? Lefty. Barney. Hey, y'all. You dyed your hair. You want some butter? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking good. I'll stay Hell, right Paula there. Dean's here. <laughs> Stay right there. <laughs> what up? Excuse me, sir. I'll let you do the uh, the interview. Oh, this is gonna be. Well, great. I don't know what we're. I'm watching an iPad with uh, with waves on it. Waves. And it goes up it. and down when I start talking. It's What's going that mean? Indirectly. These <laughs> microphones, though, are spectacular. They're spectacular. Is this family friendly? This this is anything we want it to be. I love how you have the wraps on on your headphones. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. SOE Tactical Reps. Yeah. we're at the range. So what, are we, what are we talking? You're very quiet. We're talking what, what lead. This, talking about? this show's called Talking Lead. Right. I'm a lead head. You gave me a sticker. And Rob you want a sticker? Yeah, there's stickers You gave there. me one. You gave me like oh, okay. five. Yeah, yeah. You're Rob an official Curtis. lead head. Hey, I'm sorry about my post. What, what, which one? It was posted after the election. It said, hey, go and vote for this guy. Uh, so I'm the reason that you didn't win. I'm sorry. It was my fault. My bad. Yep. Somebody, somebody take him out back. <laughs> you get it, get up on it. Ah! Wait, I think they turned it off. Test, test, one, two, one, two. That's better. Can you hear it? Yeah. Just hold it up there. Don't be afraid of that big black thing. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he likes that. It's like coffee. <laughs> All right, so let's go around the table. Everybody introduce themselves. Who we got here? We're at the 2017 NRA uh, convention, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the High Threat Concealment booth, and uh, we got a table full of awesomenesses. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Adam. Start with Adam. I am Adam Kraut. Uh, I'm the host of the Legal Brief on the Gun Collective, and uh, I don't know. I do I do firearms law. Do firearms law? You yep. practice? Yeah, yeah. That's what my entire practice involves. Practice around. to get better, right? Usually. <laughs> <laughs> and and you ran for the NRA board. Correct, I did, and I uh, have decided that I will be petitioning to do it again because apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> So when's the next one going to be? Uh, so the the petitions. Oops, sorry. No, you're fine. The petitions now uh, have started to be circulated. Uh, based on my calculation with the new bylaws, you're going to need about 700, five, 500, 600 some signatures to get on the ballot. Is that what you have right here? That's what I have right here. Let me put my John Hancock on that. Are you a voting member? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know you'd like to help, but we're not sure we can allow you to help. And um, so the ballots are mailed out in the, uh, well, 
either January or February, because I don't know this year, uh, edition of the NRA magazine to which you are subscribed. And to be a voting member, I guess I'll just hold this here. Yeah. And to be a voting member, you need to have either been an annual member of the past five consecutive years or a life or better Take it off the stand. Take it off the stand. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm terrible. Apparently, with audio it was, equipment. It was picking up the noise from the legs. Gotcha. So Adam doesn't speak as loud as the rest of us hooligans. He's slight of voice. Yeah. Very quiet. So timid and humble. You need to work on your projection, your voice projection. Maybe that's why you lost. Oh, no. Oh! oh, no. oh. He said she ain't had no nipple. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> nice political response. Thank yeah. you. I, I've tried to play it very, very safe. Thanks, Governor. Double that amount. Yeah, I'm eating Scooby Doo fruit snacks. So what? Scooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo. So, <laughs> so, break that down, Jonathan. I, I don't want to. Yeah, break it down. Okay. Take it apart. All right. So, so Jonathan's got the, the Glock. And we didn't even go around. We didn't get to you in, in addition. Jonathan Patton, the uh, Gun Collective. I'm not gonna be able to do this. Pull the trigger. Uh, yeah, I did. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Here, all right, let me uh, let Abs do it. Dude, seriously, my sausage finger slide. You big over fat fingers, yeah, like you fat fingering it, yeah. Every time, I have to, all I right. have to use like a t-shirt and stuff. Ah. <laughs> 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 what, what did I miss? <laughs> a little surprise in there. That's amazing. There is a wow. dick on the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> There's a dick. On the is, there, is there any other surprises? That wasn't that wasn't requested either. <laughs> He's, they just put that this in is there. a little surprise when I went to clean it the first time. Nice. Well, they know what you like, so that's cool. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah, so, all right. Yeah. Hi, I'm John Patton from the Gun Collective. I do things and stuff and talk about news, and uh, I yell at Adam from time to time. Most of the time, actually. Yeah, I shout at him very vigorously. No, uh, Be more the animated. Odd couple. Yeah, yeah. I've actually known Adam for a long time. We've been friends for, I don't know, like 10 years maybe. Something it's been, like it's that. It's been a long time. It's been before guns. Yeah, way before guns. Uh, we were both into cars years ago and motorheads. Yeah. Th- then I hated being broke. So then I <laughs> yeah. then I got into guns and realized I'm still, still broke. broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you got into law, and I'm still. He broke. went to law school and made it worse. <laughs> made it, yeah, it we got needed worse. Further debt, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then further to our right, and the host chair. In the host chair. How do you feel? I'm Marty with talking lead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like garbage. Actually, my voice is gone. What uh, happened to your hair, left hand? Uh, I donated it. You cut it off. Hawks locks for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not yeah. Uh, wigs for kids. Is that what it is? Yeah, wigs yeah. for kids. Okay. Fourteen inches of glory. It was good. It, it was. was. It was amazing. like a lion's mane at one yeah, point. Yeah. Are you gonna grow it back out and do it again? Eventually, I'll get bored with getting my hair cut, and I'll right. I'll grow you it out again. Get get tired of paying for haircuts. It's, it's too majestic. My girlfriend says though, I don't know how I feel about you having better hair than me, <laughs> which <laughs> it's just a byproduct. Yeah, I, I got a new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, so yeah. tell everybody who you really are. Uh, Ebbs, uh, House of Guns. Ebbs. We'll say formerly House of Guns at this point. The blog is gone. Uh, no blog? Right, just retail now. House of Arms. Okay. Focusing on Thompson Center, single shot old man guns. I do the gunsmithing side. <laughs> uh, and I do the trips. And then, uh, but fortunately, you know, I met a lot of all you guys uh, doing the media stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. I get to, so I get to hang with Patton, uh, help him with gun collective stuff, co-hosted SHOT Show coverage with him. And then I actually got to host the uh, panel yesterday. The, oh, cool. The yeah. yeah panel. Let's talk about that. He's, he's an excellent Let's host. talk about this panel that I didn't get invited to. 
Uh, <laughs> it was a public invite. <laughs> Except for Marty. So, yeah. Listen, if we if we had so the to gun have collective, all the good people on the stage, we wouldn't have anybody in the audience. <laughs> right, exactly. You gotta have somebody rooting for you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, unfortunately I didn't I did miss it. I was in here doing interviews. Working. So <laughs> yeah, I guess. If you call this work, I mean, I don't call this work. This is too much fun, man. So you, you hosted the, a panel. Yeah, yeah. To, tell our listeners about it. The TGC panel is kind of a collection of some of the top uh, gun video guys. and um, Which I'm not. <laughs> and you know, Maybe another reason why I would invite it. Well, the, you know, we've got guys like Mr. Guns and Gear, Tim from Military Arms, right. Eric and Chad from Iraq Veteran 8888. Uh, Sean from We Like Shooting, Jeremy from T Tag, Adam Prout was also there. There was uh, Whitey from Four Guys Guns. He was. Whitey, uh, and I think that's I, I don't Love think I'm missing guys. anybody. That was the panelists, and then uh, we 20, had. Did you get Dave? Twenty Two Plankster. I did miss him. Uh, okay. He was also there, uh, being Twenty Two Plankster. Yes, uh, that's what he does. For Quiet a and subdued, yeah. with a couple very profound statements. Yes. Hey, there's Tim right there. Yeah, he was just on. Yeah, <laughs> was he? Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we just we just had him on. Uh, so. We'll have him back on if he wants to come back. Hey, I know that guy. I know both those guys. So it was it was really fun, man. We had a ton of people. You know, the night before, I'm like, I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, I thought he was coming over here. That's bad. Uh-oh. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't get away for 20 minutes. Um, so the night before, I'm like, ah, I don't know if there's going to be anybody there. I don't, you know, because there's no way to gauge how many people are going to come out. Sure. And uh, within the first half an hour... The, the line was probably 50, 60 people deep. And then nice. we we got to a point where it was so long that security told us we had to start letting people in because we That's were awesome. blocking We were blocking stairways yeah. and escalators, emergency awesome. exits. You know, yeah. and, yeah. and Chris Cox, the president of the NRA, walks by with his mouth open like, what is this? Who are these people? Yeah, what, <laughs> who are these hooligans? He says, this is new media, baby. You know, I think he leaned over to a security guy and was like, is this us? <laughs> But the, the, it, it was incredible. It was really incredible. The, the I think the rough count was 630 people came amazing. out. You know, last year it was maybe like 120. So You guys rocked it, man. It was incredible. It the, really was, was awesome. incredible. We had people. Like, you get like standing was, ovations and. Lots of it. Yeah. Do you have any hecklers? No. Did you have to kick anybody out? Well, um, well there was <laughs> there was that well, one guy. There was, there was one guy. Um, I don't. I, am I the right person to talk yeah, about I'm this? I'm not. I'm definitely yeah, you're not. I host it. I can tell the stories. Okay, go ahead. So I, I threw it to John to kind of do a wrap up and thank everybody. All the giveaways were done. Uh, we were done with questions. Just past that two hour mark. Right. And uh, John's said uh, innocently, in intention anyway. Uh, don't forget to go vote for Adam Kraut for NRA Board of Directors. Well, this year, um, the show was actually sponsor-presented by the NRA. So it was on all NRA media channels, endorsed and everything. And that, so it appears as though they're presented by the NRA that the NRA is speaking right. out. So apparently there, ha- there might have been a couple complaints. And as well, John they were, is saying, they were pushing so. it out through their own social media. So basically, right. they're pushing out me saying to vote so, for Adam. So, so, for Adam. Okay for so the secretary of the NRA yeah, literally. Uh, announced that himself guy. loudly and publicly saying aggressively, aggressively, maybe somewhat. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Authoritatively, yeah, maybe uh, trying to impose was, his will. It, it, 
uh, it was it was not a good look for the NRA. So um, so the, the way they the, the, res- the response was even better. But yeah. but but yeah. So it actually wasn't for a minute. There's this awkwardness, and then we're like, there there was no damage to crowd through it because if anyone hadn't gone and voted yet, they were like, well, you're not going to tell me who I can or can't vote for. Right. right. So one kid from like four rows back shouts, "Vote for Groot!" And the whole and everybody goes. Yeah, it, it erupts. Yeah, it erupted. That is awesome. You felt like a rock star, didn't you? It was you, pretty fun. I just looked at the table like, oh, man. <laughs> it was amazing. But, you know, short of that, the the audience loved it. You know, we gave away, I think, $50,000-ish. I wow. have no idea. I haven't added it up yet. But we had one company ship $25,000 worth of flashlights for everybody. Word. Gave away a mountain of stuff. Fifteen grand worth of guns. So this is like an Oprah Winfrey show, and everybody oh, yeah. gets a flashlight. You get something. You get something. It was an absolute mountain of stuff, and uh, had some great questions. The first question was actually from a, a young kid that was a Boy Cub Scout. Scout. He was a Cub, Cub Scout. Scout. Yeah. Had the uniform on. Awesome. He gets up there and he says, "So, I like what was it? I like AKs, and my dad likes ARs. Which one of us is right?" And, and uh, all you of both just, are. Yeah, yeah. All of us just start laughing. And, uh, that's you know, cool. We encourage the kid. You told him to become an Eagle Scout, right? Was that yeah. Good? No, I, I asked. I, I don't know if I you asked You asked him. the audience how many people. He, no, so somebody else asked the Somebody uh, asked us if, how, how many, many of us, us were Boy Scouts. Scouts. I think it, most of us raised our hand. Yeah. yeah. No, he, the, he asked us. Aiden asked. Oh, the, the kid asked okay. us. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, a few of us raised our hands, and he, he, okay, he walked away from the mic, and I said, hey, man. Dude, do you want to become an Eagle Scout? And he came back to the mic. He goes, "That's one of my, that's one of my life dreams." And What's said, this kid? Nine, ten years old. Yeah. Nice. He's talking about life goals. Life goals yeah, no, already. And, I, and I'm an Eagle Scout, so I, I leaned over and said, "Hey, you know, that's one of the best things I've ever done with my life. I went to law school." <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, and and he looked at me and was like. Oh, okay. Like, I think it really... You, you know, encourage you know, him. Yeah, hopefully. He's going to come back to you when he gets his Eagle Scout, and he's going to go, you know what, man? You were wrong. <laughs> you, you suck. He's going to go, I'm getting this old crotchety NRA board member out of here. I'm going to run. Yeah, That's what my he's going to do. He'd be the one bumping you off the, the yeah. board. Fine. Yeah, That's all right. At that point. Circle of life, right? <laughs> But yeah, we had some great questions, you know. And they broadcast people. this live. This was broadcast we, live. We put it out on the TGC Facebook. I mean, for all we know, it's kind of broken right now. It's kind of it might still be. I think it's up. Is it? I saw this morning. It looked like it was up. Okay, but we had some technical issues after. But it was live on TGC. Mm-hmm. I mean, thousands and thousands of people watching, and absolutely incredible. Just absolutely incredible. I couldn't ask for a better turnout. I couldn't ask for a better crowd. You know, the panelists were. Fantastic. Is this your second year you said doing this? Yeah. So last year we did it kind of like really spur of the moment. I was like, you know what? I like this concept. I want to do this. Sure. And I threw it together in like a month. And we had a bunch of people come together and help. Uh, but we did it off site. So what was what the, the purpose of it? Is it, is it it's to really just to, to kind of bring the audience and the creators together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that kind of. Trying to find out what they want to see more of and well, hear not, more not about. Not necessarily or? that. Just like, ask us whatever you want. Let's have a conversation. Interaction. Yeah. Let's. Let's, just interaction, yeah. Right. Let's hang out for a little bit. It's like a comic con kind of thing. Precisely. And that's kind of, I, I got it from the video game industry. Um, I watched these guys, uh, it's called Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. uh, an achievement hunter. I, I'm, a, I'm a total nerd. And, you know, I, I, I think, we, I think we all are. Let's, let's yeah, be fair. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm watching these guys, and I see they do these, these panels, and I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. We need to do that at NRA or at our own things. And this uh, NRA last year kind of made more sense. Shot doesn't make as much sense. Um, for that type of event. Right, it's just yeah. industry. Folks. I mean, this, that's what this is for. 
So we, we did it last year off-site because they didn't have space for us. They kind of didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had Jason Brown, who is the media relations guy here um, with the NRA, and he was he's a young guy and he's super into it and, you know awesome. very very supportive and he was kind of our right hand man in making it work right and uh you know they they decided to come together and he he really went to bat for us you know presented by nra says a lot about that event they they've said we are going to legitimizes it. it yeah right right and and it shows the nra cares about the new the new media yeah, yeah. new media new content creators and uh yeah it, it's that's awesome incredible and how long was it uh, the live thing was about two hours. Two and hours. We did like a meet and greet afterwards. That is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> we we brought, last year we went for three. It was supposed to go for like an hour, and we went for three. Yeah. And like. And you were the MC. You were the the host. That we this said? year, yeah. The yeah. was. Mm -hmm. So you were the Chris Hardwick. Yes. Of, uh, of the a, panel. A, a, tall, a taller. You know less, Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Is? A taller, <laughs> less feminine version. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Less effeminate. More, more good looking. <laughs> Much more rugged, anyway. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever described yourself as rugged before? Uh, Just did. You're looking. I mean, you got you got the plaid on today. You know, he's ginger. He's got a beard. Ginger looks yeah. like a lumberjack. Yeah. He does a little a little lumberjackery. A hipster oh jack. God. Yeah. <laughs> if I hear if hipster I hear jack. that word anymore, <laughs> hipster <what>? jack. <laughs> That's the first time. Hashtag hipster jack. Just be happy we haven't asked you if you're high yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you from Colorado? Yeah. You must be high. I am from Colorado. <laughs> no, it's been most of the time. It's the question has been, are you high right now? <laughs> right you now. Marijuana. <laughs> Again. I was able to travel here so fast and keep my high all the while getting to where you are and answering your question. So for, for our listeners who, you know, have had their head in the sand, tell them about what you do. Tell them about the Gun Collective, what, what it's so all about. The Gun Collective is kind of a different approach on gun media. You know, I had done reviews before. I mean, you know that. Mm -hmm. We go back a little ways. Absolutely. And, um, I got tired of doing reviews. I got tired of doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. And I actually kind of had a period where I stopped altogether. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was end of 2014. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with the manufacturers. Like, when's this review coming out? Like, that kind of crap. And I, right. I just got old. It got old. So uh, it was... February of 2015 when the idea was born of TGC and TGC News. And uh, TGC News is kind of a really fast-paced uh, look at the gun world. Mm -hmm. You know, it, whether it's politics, which you know we don't cover too, too much of because it's it's difficult. And uh, Politics are boring. Right. Politics are extremely boring, but it's, it's focused on products and, um, you know, industry news. Yeah. That's really where the focus is. It's very fast-paced. Events. Yeah, yeah, products, gear. You know, think of it like people. The Daily Show, kind of with guns, sort of like that. Got the, you know, it's all done on a green screen, super high quality production. Um, and uh, TGC has always been kind of designed to not just be me. Originally, people thought it was just going to be news, and I'm no, 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 no. It's going to be bigger than that. And then it was July, I think, of 2016. I, I think, yeah, last year. Yeah, July of last year, I brought on Adam. Uh, kind of spur of the moment. It was literally two weeks. It wasn't even You know, two. I went from it February to it June. Was, it was one. Okay. Well, was, I went from February to you guys June quit fighting. Quit fighting. of uh, 2015 with, like, practice episodes, trying to dial in the format. Sure. And, and then we went public Fine, with his it. show. We went, we went, like, a week, and then it was just the, the, boom. The, the, the backstory is there was a late night ran on Facebook because that's what Facebook is for, right? Sure. And, and pictures of food. Um, that's and, Instagram, actually. Uh, oh, well. I was tired of, of Way to go, all bro. the misinformation and, and that was constantly parroted on the internet about gun laws. Mm -hmm. I do this for a living, and 
put out something and John said, hey, I got an idea. And we were off and let's running. Let's put you on the internet. <laughs> yeah, let's put you on the internet more. And we were Let's off, go worldwide. We, we, we were off and running with the first episode within a week filming it. And it's just progressed from there. Where yeah. are you guys doing this from? You got a studio? My you basement. Your basement? Your studio set up? Yep. In the basement? Yep. Nice. Yeah, we just... Uh, and I, I invested in some high-quality lights yeah. and camera equipment. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, you do a great job with it, man. Thank it's you. very high-quality. Thank you. And very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. We, we try, yeah. and, you know, I, I got to give a shout-out. Entertain us. <laughs> I got to give a shout-out to Izzy, yes. uh, the editor. Um, I, I brought on Izzy, I don't know, six months ago or something, full-time. And... Um, we keep him busy, you know, between his no show doubt. and my show. He does a phenomenal um, job. We also do, you know, I, I have my, the company that kind of houses all this stuff is my media company. So we do uh, marketing videos and, and animations and that type of stuff for other companies. So he's also doing that. But yeah. Izzy does an incredible job. He's got a really good sense of humor. And, you know, I just want to make sure everybody knows that he's, he's back there hustling and helping us. There you go. A little pat on the back. Yeah. He deserves it. He works really to hard. To the laborers. Yeah. No, the, the show, at least my show, I, I don't know about yours, but my show wouldn't be what it what it is currently without Izzy back there hustling and stuff. I, I literally couldn't do all the things that we do without his help, you know. And, you know, speaking of people that help, Ebbs has been an incredible help here, and especially at SHOT Show, you know. SHOT Show's a nightmare. Oh, um, tell me about Trying it. to get through all the booze and all that kind of stuff, and... Ebbs is kind of the enforcer for me. He's like, come on, let's go. We got to go. We got to go. Yeah. Like, come on. Next appointment. Chop, chop. not so secret service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys got on the, the horizon for the, the gun collective? Oh, you know what, man? I don't even know at this point. <laughs> for real? <laughs> I'm no, so you worried didn't. about this panel. Um, you know, I think, I think the next step is more shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I kind of look at it more as... Uh, kind of closer to like what television does with shows Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know most guys just having like oh these are my videos Mm -hmm. you know i like having kind of do you have like a set time every every week every day that's the way i kind of like it and um you know there's i have enough ideas to fill you know content for the next five years so it's just a matter of growing the infrastructure no lack of content oh no 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 lack of ideas no lack of content not at all um, it's just a matter of executing and figuring out the timing to right. go to the range, have different hosts. Because I, I don't want it to just be me. Sure. I don't like that. You know, I, I've been prodding Ebbs for probably the last five years to move to the East Coast. He still won't do it, of course. But, um, I don't you know, I, I want to grow the team. And, Make and weed <laughs> legal and he'll get the out there. <laughs> <laughs> whole, whole new reputation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't we, exist. Should that guy have guns? <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> should he be doing these videos? In the chocolate cake. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that's the idea is to just grow it, um, expand on it. The audience is, is very, very said. supportive. <laughs> and it's it's been an incredible ride. It really has. You know, two years and... We're, we're getting traction that can only be dreamed of. Right. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's just taken off. Yeah. It's, it's been incredible. It well, really has great. been. That's great, man. Yeah. Thank you. Anything we can do to help you out, we're here for you. Absolutely. We appreciate it. This is fun, man. I, I'm happy to come oh, on. Oh, we have fun. That's that's what this is. If this wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. You know? Yeah. Adam yeah. said something to me. I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a chance. I think the last time we did an interview was three years ago. It was three when, or four, yeah. It was when it was you and Zeke back in the yep. day, and the Squatch. Yeah, I actually yeah. got him on. Uh, Did you really? Uh, yesterday, yeah, he was. Uh, I was like, 
Let's do was it. He, was he super sweaty the whole time? Yes. I wrapped him in a wool blanket. There's something you could do for me when you get home back to your regular studio. I'd really like for you to uh, do a desk pop while you're recording an episode. A desk pop? Yeah, you know, fully loaded. Fully sit in the yes. desk. Shoot the ceiling. Shoot the ceiling. Right. Yeah. Do that. While you're on well, I could, there's this company that has um, um, like tire. They use like recycled tires. Uh huh. And uh, they use <laughs> so those as ballistic walls. <laughs> just do like one ceiling panel. Just do one ceiling panel, and I could do that. Yeah. Desk pop. And, and you miss it once a day. The week, the weekly desk pop. <laughs> Hit the gas line. Hey, there's a show. The, the weekly, weekly desk, desk pop. pop. All right, boys and girls, that's like one of those radio stations where you turn it up and rip the knob off. It's time for the weekly desk pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> and you do a different gun every time. Yeah. What caliber is this? <laughs> it's a Moab. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna want to cut this section of the show yeah. so no one steals that idea. No, it's 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 recorded, so you know we've got a date and we've got a time when it was said. So, right, yeah, attorney. It is now. I don't know. I don't know the law. Not that part of it. Not that part. Do you know how many laws there are? <laughs> I don't. There are a lot. What did, Tim, what, did, what did Max say yesterday? Like twenty thousand gun oh, laws right now, or some federal gun Speaking of, laws? have you? Did you is guys that, hear about the up. Springfield that debacle? Oh, that's a mess. So they, let's they, let's talk about that real quick. They need to own it. Um, so there's an article true. in the. Um, it's all over the place. I haven't read I it. I can't remember honest. where I read I know, it. I know Truth About Guns. The Truth About Guns, yeah. That's the one Tim uh, showed me. Okay. So yeah, basically, so, so some of So Springfield Armory kind yeah. of uh, well, some exempted of what, themselves, I guess. So there was there was apparently some kind of gun law going down in Illinois that was go. really bad. And uh, them, uh, Springfield Armory and Rock River Arms, kind of were fighting it. And I guess they worked with the government of that state to go, you know what, guys? We will back off in fighting this if you exempt us. And that is the most despicable thing that you could possibly do. So, yeah, that was stupid on their part, and uh, they deserve every bit of hate they get. I guess yep. what bothers me is that it's a, like such an established name like that yeah. to undercut and to, to do that well, type of thing. Well, somebody was telling me... Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of backpedaling on this. I, I didn't know this, but apparently Smith & Wesson went bankrupt a few years ago, like eight years ago, somebody said, for the CEO saying that uh, nobody should own machine guns or something, something along those lines. Yeah, this, something stupid. And they stupid. had to, like, reorganize, and they, like, Smith & Wesson went through some crazy stuff a few years back. I never knew about it because was, it was before my time in the industry, but, right. oh, my God. I expected to see a, a, some smoke coming up in that direction Listen, after Tim told me the news. And I was like, oh, they they're going to get burned. every bit of hate they get, every single bit of it yeah. they deserve. got to call them out on that yeah. little crap. You know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. I'll roast them when we do the next show. That's great. I mean, appreciate you guys coming by. It's been awesome. Thank you. We need Thank to do you. this again sometime. Yes, absolutely. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. We should yeah. do like a little monthly segment. All right. Let All me right. know. Okay. We'll try and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. when we're recording or something. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll All even right, let guys. you sit in your host seat. I don't. I was going to let you take over for the rest of the day, man. No. No. I'm <laughs> going to grab a no. burger. Think about some food. <laughs> we're definitely going to go do that. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right, guys, we will be back in the High Threat Concealment booth here at the 2017 NRA Annual Meeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Leadheads, that does it for Volume 6 of our 2017 National Rifle Association coverage. And uh, still got a couple more to go. Appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to our show. As always, uh, whatever podcasting system that you're listening to us on or our website, please leave us some feedback. 
Now, that's always greatly appreciated, and it helps us in the rankings as well. And uh, turn us on to uh, your good buddy, your neighbor, your friends. Uh, tell them all about the show as well. And uh, don't forget about the giveaway that we've got going on with Do All Outdoors. So listen to the first part of the show, and uh, you find out what you need to do to take part in our 200th episode celebration, which we are going to continue with uh, in our next episode as well. So we'll announce the winners of the Do All Outdoors prize package, and we'll announce another prize. Thanks to all the people who make this show possible. Frontier Tactical. Check them out at FrontierTactical.com. Modern Spartan Systems. ModernSpartanSystems.com. X-Steel Targets. For all your AR-500 steel needs, check out XSteelTargets.com. X-Steel Targets. Glock, the official carry of Left Hand at Talking Lead. Check them out at us.glock. And then I'd like to give a big thanks to all the uh, the companies that helped made our NRA coverage possible. Raphael and Mike over at Eagle Imports. Adam and the crew over at High Threat Concealment. Frontier Tactical for putting us up in the hotel room. Those guys are awesome. Make sure you check them out at FrontierTactical.com and check out their new line of AR-15s, the FT line. And also remember that you can get your Tactical Squirrel monthly subscription boxes from our website, www.talkingled.com. Just click on the Tactical Squirrel box link. And uh, we've got Father's Day coming up, so there's your solution for your Father's Day present right there. Sign your dad up, your pops up, for one of the awesome monthly subscription boxes from Tactical Squirrel. Uh, again, go to TalkingLead.com, click on the Tactical Squirrel subscription box link, and you're good to go. And don't forget, your first month's box is going to have an additional little surprise in it uh, because you guys are leadheads. We will be back next week and more awesome guests from our 2017 NRA coverage. As always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer, baby. I didn't forget about you, Ebs. This one's for you. Yo, paper bitch. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, hey, guys. Paper bitch. Paper bitch. I don't like that, actually. I know you guys think it's fun, but I don't like that. Name. So we're going to uh, dance in <sighs> Highsmith paperwork? Uh, no, actually, actually, that's... What is this? Guys, it's uh, stupid. Illegal permitting for construction. Ah. Specifically scaffolding. Some of the guys were talking. Uh, they were like, how come you never fired your weapon in the office before? Good point. I'm sorry, I, I don't follow. You've never fired your weapon in the office? We all have, you know. It's called a desk pop. Fellas, look, I, I know you don't respect me as a police officer. Not true. I'm not stupid. I'm not Bro, going to discharge on, my firearm in the office. Gamble, listen to me. I'll try to make it real clear. We yeah. honor the flag, and you crap on it when you don't shoot your gun in the office. Jimmy! When was the last time you had a desk pop? September 08. Be a man. Do this out. Please, please do it. Pop one off. There you go. Pop it off. Don't think, just Don't go. Think. Here we go. Do it, yes. Shots fired! Hey, Terry, I did it. I did my first desk pop. It's a real thing, right? A desk pop? Yeah. No, that's not real. They were so convincing in their argument, they swung me. All right, Alan, you're gonna have to hand over your gun. Yes, sir.